a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM at 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone. Great to be with you today. And as always, we want to know what your opinion is as well. You can do that on our Utah Community Credit Union text line, 57500. Again, 57500, Utah Community Credit Union text line. Weigh in. What's on your mind? What's your thinking? What's your opinion? Uh, we're very pleased to get the opinion of one of the smartest guys in the state of Utah. Uh, we're very, very pleased to oh, have. Too far, boy. Yeah, too far, too far. Jason Perry, who's the director of the Hinckley Institute of Politics, is joining us on the line today. Jason, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm really glad to be with you today. Hey, happy New Year! And uh, it is uh, fast and furious. I think we are set on the uh, governor's race here in the state of Utah, with uh, Rob Bishop announcing yesterday that he would not run. Uh, although I found it interesting, I uh, he and obviously he endorsed uh, Thomas Wright uh, in that process, and I think there's a little wiggle room that he uh, he may join that ticket at some point. I think that seems to be an interesting thing. But how do you see the field at this this stage of the game? Yeah, well, I, it's just so interesting to see how this is shaping up. Of course, this announcement from, or I guess non-announcement from Rob Bishop was the one we were waiting for. Uh, what's he going to do? He's the last person we've been talking about. I guess someone else may come forward, but he's the last big name that we were wondering about. And now that he's out, we can really start to analyze it. But I, I got one comment to your great point there. He did leave room as, as to whether or not he'd be willing to be a lieutenant governor. And, of course, if he's endorsing Thomas, that may be the spot he would be most interested in if it comes. Yeah, that would be a uh, fascinating ticket. And uh, that's the the ticket is going to get interesting as we go along. But let's look at the uh, the general race first. Obviously, we've got Thomas Wright, who we've talked about. Uh, John Huntsman Jr. is in and moving along and uh, bringing the family into the family business. Uh, so that will True. be interesting. Jeff Burningham, uh, outsider, uh, business guy in there. Of course, the Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox, Amy Newton-Winder, uh, and then, of course, the former Speaker Greg Hughes. So that's the, uh, that is the lineup. As you look at the field, uh, deep bench uh, for the Republicans this year. Oh, that is so true. Uh, you, you start seeing these big names, the, you know, people that we've been seeing in, the, in uh, politics for a long time. And what's interesting, not just what we're going to hear from these people, but as you and I have talked so many times over the last several months, it creates this dynamic about who is really going to be the most popular in this group. This could be a race to 25 percent, a race to 30 percent, maybe, if, if I'm being optimistic about that. Uh, these are big names with, with the policies that we know well, but the winner of this thing could, could be a person that gets a very small amount of the vote. It's a race to plurality. Yeah, and that's a fascinating thing. So I actually want to go down that path with you because, to me, this is, this is where my mind keeps spinning. Uh, with all of these candidates, with the exception of former Speaker Greg Hughes, uh, choosing to go both caucus uh, convention as well as the signature route, uh, you very easily could have five candidates on the primary ballot. Uh, this is a late June 
primary, the 30th of June. So just days yeah. before the 4th of July holiday, when most people are not thinking about politics, uh, could this end up being sort of like the uh, Salt Lake City mayor's primary, where the polls may say one thing, but who shows up says another? Well, th- that is definitely a possibility right here. You know, we, we always talk about w- the turnout and how important it is. But when you have a race like this, when you have so many really popular candidates that are that have very def- well-defined messages that appeal to different segments of the political spectrum, you, you just have to get enough people there. You don't have to get everyone there because you have so many great candidates, but you got to get 25% or 30. And I think you're going to see these candidates uh, starting to push towards that. And it will be interesting to your really great point about the signature gathering to see a convention, if that plays in favor of um, of, of Greg Hughes or not. I mean, it's just so curious because convention, historically, last, last several elections, is not a great predictor about who's going to win the primary. Yeah, that's, oh, that's a great point. That is a great point. I also think it's interesting that uh, with that plurality, again, you just got to get to probably 25%. Uh, in the past, we know that... Uh, John Huntsman Jr., that he he snagged uh, then-candidate Gary Herbert uh, to become part of a ticket uh, that eventually won and uh, took the uh, the governor's race. Uh, it seems to me that this is going to be interesting because if your target, if you're saying, hey, I could actually win this thing with 25 or 30, I think most of these candidates believe they have a base of about 20. <laughs> so there's not going to be a lot of motivation to to get out or get that unity ticket, is there? Well, so not really. I think you're right. Uh, but the issue is that you know, some of these spaces, like towards the moderate section of the spectrum, there are several candidates that are scoping that out. Greg Hughes, Thomas Wright are scoping out the far right. So they may be close in those particular categories, but I think there's going to be incentive for them, because others are in the same space, to try to try to get someone who will appeal to the other end of the spectrum for them. And you Right. John Huntsman did uh, when he got uh, uh, Governor Gary Herbert, who was running at the time for governor as well, to join his ticket. You talk about someone like John Huntsman. Um, I think he'll, he'll look for one of those candidates that helps build his credentials and the, the farther end of the spectrum. And, uh, you know, that's why we may see Thomas Wright uh, looking at someone uh, like, like well, you know, our, our former congressman as well. Uh, yeah. But anyway, that, that lieutenant governor pick is going to help. Even if it's small percentages, each one of them needs it. Could be a big deal. Yeah, if you're just joining us, we've got uh, Jason Perry, the director of the Hinckley Institute of Politics, joining us. We're really just trying to frame, now that we know uh, what, who the big names are, who've locked in to, to run for governor in 2020, we're starting to break that down. And, and Jason, I always appreciate your insight and analysis in terms of what what should we be listening for? What are the things that uh, voters aren't really keyed into that could be a determining factor in this race? Well, what's interesting about this is this is the first time in a really long time we've had an open seat for governor. And the fact that we have so many credible candidates means that I I think we can hold them accountable for policy this time even more than politics. And I think Mm. that's the message I would I would send out to the state is, hey, you can ask these candidates what they're going to do about growth in the state of Utah, about the environment, about transportation. I, I really think this could be the chance to get very good thoughts about the future of the state of Utah. Uh, and that's that's kind of unique in the cycle where they're just going to have to answer these hard questions. And people are going to say, hey, this is about not just who I like personally, but who has the right vision for the future of the state. Uh, I, I, I really appreciate you raising that from a, a policy standpoint. Uh, this may be one of those areas where 
where Utah can kind of show the nation how it's done properly. It's, it's kind of that Utah model thing where it, it appears that the national race is going to be very heavy on rhetoric and vitriol and what you're against, uh, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, uh, where Utah could lead out and say, no, you can actually have a big race, race for governor with big name candidates and actually have it focus on policy uh, rather than the politics and the rhetoric. Yeah, I think this is the perfect opportunity for Utah to see it. I think we will set the stage. There already is, as, as you've mentioned numerous times on your show, there is a Utah way to approach p- policies. And increasingly, people in Washington, D.C. and around the country are coming to our officials asking about that way. And I think that it's, it's, this is going to be one of those great opportunities. You take any one of these names right here, and they're going to have something good to say about it. And I predict our next governor does help set the policy uh, going forward, not just for our state, but will be a reflect be reflected in the policies in the country. Uh, I think that's uh, that's just so so vital. And and uh, I want to take that one step further, just uh, for a quick minute here, uh, as we wrap up, Jason, to to talk about the fact that Utah will be hosting the vice presidential debate uh, in the fall. Just give us a, a quick snapshot into that. Well, that's really nice of you to remember that too, because it's occupying a lot of my time right now. <laughs> I uh, bet. This this is an amazing opportunity for the state of Utah, really, to have the entire world focusing on on our state uh, as we host the vice presidential debate. It'll be on October seventh, Kingsbury Hall at the University of Utah. But this is going to be an opportunity to showcase the entire state. We'll have all these all these candidates here, of course. And there'll be opportunities for students from the U, but from every other university in the state to participate. But but also, this is going to be a chance to really showcase. Uh, the Utah policies, the Utah way uh, nationally. And I think that's part of why we were chosen. Utah is a place where people care about what we have to say. Oh, that's fantastic. Jason Perry joining us from the Hinckley Institute of Politics. Uh, Jason, always appreciate your insight. We've got a, a lot ahead of us in 2020, so we're going to tap into your expertise and insight uh, on some polling, on some trends, uh, and some crucial conversations as uh, not just the governor's race, but a host of other important races uh, and policy issues come to the front here in the state of Utah. Thanks for joining well, us. I can't wait. <laughs> All right. The game the Thank game you, is boy. on. The game is on. And uh, and I really do think as we wrap up this segment, I do think the governor's race is going to come down to who can best articulate the vision of Utah and the future, not just as crossroads of the West, but crossroads to the world. What does that look like? What does that require? What sacrifice is that going to take from the citizens? What infrastructure, education, uh, those things, What what is going to happen? So stay with us as we continue that, uh, that conversation. Jason will be joining us uh, over the weeks ahead as we break all of that down. All right, time to step aside for our final break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the inescapable trust of leadership. What does it mean today? Stay with us on KSL News Radio.